0: This is odd. I, I got my start in the live journal roleplaying community, so I've seen some shit. This might be a bridge too far for me.
1: To you pre-recorded during the most horrible time of 2020 this is this is a cultural event a Blaze ball recap podcast I'm your host Evan South my pronouns are they them I'm joined as always by your other host Eli
0: hello everybody my name is Eli Lee my pronouns are also they them
1: Eli have you have you been this week these these lovely quote-unquote holidays, I say, with the fact that, you know, we're responsible people who aren't really doing anything.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year to be sitting in your apartment, having Zoom calls with your family on special days, and thinking about how much this sucks and how much more it could suck if you decided to see them in person and accidentally kill them all.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly a time. It's Um, great.
0: I love it. We did watch... Evan and I decided to keep our fingers on the pulse of pop culture over Christmas, so we decided to watch Wonder Woman 1984.
1: Okay. I should note for our listeners, this is your partner Evan, not me.
0: Yes, this is not co-host Evan. This is partner Evan.
1: So, I, having not seen it, am now going to ask you, how was it?
0: Oh, boy. Okay, so... I'm going to, instead of my usual diatribe about snack foods, because I didn't need anything that interesting over the week, um, I'm going to go into a diatribe about how I feel about film and movies, Ooh. and my governing principle whenever I am watching a movie is that the ideal, the baseline for a movie in terms of length should be 90 minutes, 90 minutes is, like, the baseline to execute, like, first, second, third act of a movie and do a perfectly respectable job of it. Any increment of 15 minutes you go over 90 minutes, you have to start earning. If I see a bad movie that's 90 minutes long, I will leave the theater and go... Okay, well, you know, that wasn't a great movie, but I, you know, but at I guess it to eat didn't some waste popcorn. my time. It didn't waste my time. I still have the afternoon available to me. If I see a bad movie that's like 2 hours long, then I start to feel like I've wasted my time and my money. This is of course back in the before time when I went into movie theaters. So, the other law of filmmaking that I adhere to is the Jurassic Park rule. Which is that Jurassic Park is two hours long, which means it goes over the 90 minute mark. But Jurassic Park spends every one of those minutes so judiciously that it is possibly um, up there with Jaws, in my mind, in terms of like perfect movies. So if your movie is two hours long, it's going to invite comparisons to Jurassic Park in terms of filmmaking for me.
1: Mm. Wonder Woman
0: 1984 is two and a half hours long.
1: Jesus.
0: I saw how long Wonder Woman 1984 was when we loaded it up on the HBO Max app, and I almost immediately went to sleep right then and there. Two and a half hours is a ridiculous ask for almost any movie. Two and a half hours is an astronomically ridiculous ask for a superhero movie.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, like, that's unreasonable, and we have had we have had experiences with friends marathoning the extended Lord of the Rings.
0: Yes. Wonder Woman is almost as long as an extended Lord of the Rings. One in the time it could take you to watch Wonder Woman 1984, and I'm not going to get into the discourse on this podcast in case there are people listening to this who haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984, which is a perfectly reasonable assumption to make. But in the time that it takes to watch Wonder Woman 1984, what you could do instead is sit down and watch A Muppet Christmas Carol, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and Muppet Family Christmas, back to back to back, and expend a similar amount of time.
1: And get infinitely more my cocaine.
0: All three of which are infinitely better staged and better acted than Wonder Woman 1984, and contain a significantly more, like, a significantly greater amount of heart and emotion. (laughs) These are inanimate objects that are acting.
1: Goodness. Wow.
0: (laughs) And Wonder Woman 1984 also does not have scores that were composed by Paul Williams.
1: Oh, wow. Now, see, I was, I was going, I was probably going to watch it. I still haven't seen the first Wonder Woman. I was like, I should watch that and then maybe watch this one. But honestly, knowing <laughs> that it is two and a half hours, even if it was like just a solid superhero movie, I don't know if I could bring myself in in the times that we live in to watch it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't even really keep it on a sort of like background. It, like, here's the thing. When I was watching Wonder Woman, every single time I looked at the screen, I was like, Okay, so this is a pretty cool thing that's happening. I can't believe I'm still watching this movie. <laughs> we well, got 45 minutes in, and I was like, certainly we're at the halfway mark, right? We were not at the halfway mark.
1: <laughs> you were not even at the one-third mark at that we point. We were
0: not. It, there's a probably a halfway decent hour and 45 minute long movie hiding in Wonder Woman 1984. It just, it's, I don't think it's a very good movie. <laughs>
1: Well, you know you know what I could do with two and a half hours. Yeah. Is instead write notes about a season of baseball.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Is what I did. In actually less time than that, because I don't spend two and a half hours writing (laughs) notes. That would be possibly too much.
0: Well, why don't we go swing some lassos and turn Kristen Wig into a furry? Well,
1: The sequel, you were all waiting for cats. <laughs> um, well, as as you know, I subscribe to my own Lasso of Truth. I will tell you the truth, and the truth is, is that we are on season seven. Yes. Season seven of Blaze Ball. The subtitle for this season is Getting Shelled. As and you not might re- Shell Games? <laughs> no, not, not Shell Games. They, Who are, they- who's
0: writing these? <laughs> There are baseball <laughs> accounts following me now on Twitter.
1: There there are.
0: <laughs> if you're listening to this, who's writing these? Hire me.
1: <laughs> yeah, season 7 getting shelled. Last we left off, the blood ble- the bloodbath had been postponed due to some contractor issues. We saw the peanut show up, some players of of course, our our star players, Nagomi Daniel and Jessica Telephone, were encased in giant peanut shells. Uh, the Baltimore Crabs had just won their first championship, and uh, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers had returned from the dead. Return of the King, baby! But before we get into that, uh, let's let's go over a couple things that we normally go over at the start of each season. Um, the first is that this is the first. New season to not have a new weather associated with it. Uh obviously we didn't have weather in the first season, but every season in between there has been a new weather. There is no new weather for this season. We do see the return of some uh of, of our of our previous weathers though. Um there there is quite a bit of blood sipping this season. Um there are 30 instances of uh of blood drain. Over the course of this season, uh, which is almost double what we saw in the season where it actually premiered. which Somebody is...
0: call Snoop Dogg because we're sipping on gin and blood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, of course, not going to go through all of those. We have some Peanuts. This season, going with, with our, with our theme of getting shelled, there are six peanuts eating over the course of the season. Uh, only one of them has a yummy reaction, that being Fitzgerald Blackburn of the Houston Spies. Uh, we do see Wyatt Quitter of the Unlimited Tacos have an allergic reaction, which means the Unlimited Tacos have only gotten worse.
0: <laughs> Unlimited uh, in how much they suck, apparently.
1: <laughs> we have two feedback swaps. Uh, one between Malik Romaine, uh, of the Hellmouth Sunbeams and Joe Voorhees of the Houston Spies, uh, meaning Joe Voorhees is yet again feedback swapped. And, uh, one between Alyssa Harrell of the Yellowstone Magic and one of Terrell Bradley of the Hawaii Fridays. There's not much relevant there other than their names kind of sound similar, like they're, cause you have Harrell and Terrell. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh, we notably do not have any reverbs this season, which may be just because, uh, as, as I've sort of mention my opinion on reverbs are kind of boring unless they're whole team reverbs and not not really a weather event but what we see later on in the season and and I'll go over it now because because it it, it sort of falls into weather categories is that this is our first season with Enhanced Party Time.
0: Oh, Enhanced Party Time. Enhanced Party Time. A thing that absolutely none of us are experiencing right now.
1: Yeah, except my neighbors, who were partying (laughs) on a fucking Monday.
0: Or Uh, unless you're still in touch with your weed dealer, I guess. mm.
1: So, Enhanced Party Time, as we saw passed with resounding support last season, means that when teams are mathematically eliminated from uh, participating in the playoffs, they will have a chance of partying during their games in the regular season, which will enhance a given player's stats. Uh, normally, this is, this is by a, a small degree, typically a, a half a star. In any given stat uh, or or multiple stats, but we see we see fifty six parties over the course of our season. Similarly, not going to go through all of those, uh, but uh, I I will note that uh, not as many as you would have thought go to the unlimited tacos.
0: Oh no, kidding.
1: <laughs> no, but let's get into our season. There are some notable events over the course of this season. The first we should talk about is Jalen Hot Dog Fingers' return. So, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers, as we know, by lottery pick, blessing last season, was swapped out, was returned from the dead, returned to the Seattle Garages, and notably, has a condition of debt on her. I say her, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers, in canon, is often thought of as female, but, you know, it's baseball, no one actually has gender.
0: No gender, just Hot Dog Fingers.
1: Yeah. So, Hot Dog Fingers... They have the debted condition, which just reads, This player must fulfill a debt. Interesting. We start to see this in Jalen Hot Dog Finger's first game on day five of the season. Jalen Hot Dog Fingers is a pitcher, and we see our first ever hit-by-pitch as Jalen Hot Dog Finger straight-up beans Dickerson Morse of the Kansas City Breath Mints.
0: The English language is such a treasure sometimes. Where else am I going to get sentences like the one that just came out of your
1: mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers is back, and Hidden Players. We see Dickerson Morse is marked by the modification, Unstable. So Jalen Hot
0: Dog Fingers was resurrected as the scout from Team Fortress 2, is what you're telling me.
1: You know what? Maybe. <laughs> I listen, I, I, I think J- hot dog fingers could probably double jump if they wanted to. Yeah so this uh, this condition unstable, we we start to see uh, so we see we see a bit of a trend uh, or this start a trend, which is that we're not going to see what effects mean until they actually proc because when we first see this, we see that it is that a player who is unstable is unstable. And we just see that Jalen Hot Dog Fingers, when they've been a player, they become unstable. And we see that unstable will end after a week. Notably, this is a week within Blaseball time, not a week as in the week, our time, in which a Blaseball season takes place. Uh, Notable also of this, we learn that a week in Blaseball consists of nine days. So, Hey!
0: Yeah, I mean, that tracks with everything else I know about this fucking sport.
1: But yeah, nothing, nothing happens quite yet. So let's, let's keep going on in the season. On day seven, in a game against the Hawaii Fridays, Inky Rutledge, pitcher for the Yellowstone Magic, pitches the first no hitter in baseball history. Ooh, a historical event! A historical event! For people not familiar with baseball, or I guess not, not familiar with baseball either, um, a no-hitter is a game in which uh, no player man- manages to get on base via a hit. So uh, it is different than a perfect game in that uh, you can still have walks or hit by pitches, but, but, but no one else is doing that besides Jalen. No one else is hitting pitchers besides Jalen.
0: And no hitters are, for those of you who are unfamiliar with baseball and are using this podcast to learn, a no hitter in baseball consists of everything that Evan just said, except at the end of the game, they're allowed to come out and shoot the players.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Inky Rutledge pitches a no hitter. First off, I'll I'll say so Inky Watlich by doing this has earned the Two Blood Blaggenball. Ball. So our 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 newest Blaggenball Ball has shown up. Notably, most people like a lot of people are very confused about this, not because like the Blagen Ball happened? Everyone is confused how it was Inky Rutledge who pitched the first no hitter in I in in, in Blaze history. Because Inky Rutledge is just an average pitcher. Like stat-wise, Inky Rutledge is is a three-star pitcher, but through the first no-hitter. There are players who assumedly, because they have much higher star ratings, have much better stats than Inky, but nope, Inky. Inky did it. Yay, Inky Rutledge! Inky threw a no hitter.
0: That just adds to the drama of this beautiful ballet that we call Blazeball.
1: Well, speaking of drama, that brings us to what? What becomes known in the Blazeball community as Ruby Tuesday.
0: Oh, my favorite bar and grill!
1: So, on day 32, a game between the Hades Tigers and the Canda Moistalkers is taking place. Notably, the Hades Tigers have recently had some series with the Seattle Garages. And some of those games were against Jalen Hotdog Fingers. And mm. Jalen Hotdog Fingers being some players! At the top of the third inning, a message occurs during this game. A debt was collected. Rogue umpire incinerated Tigers hitter Moody Cookbook, replaced by Carmelo Plums, the instability spreads to the moist talkers Elijah Bates. And then again in the bottom of the six, a debt was collected, rogue umpire incinerated moist talkers hitter Elijah Bates, replaced by Kiki Familio. the instability spreads to the Tigers Yasmin Mason. And then again, a debt is collected, Rogue Umpire t- is incinerated, Tiger's hitter, McLaughlin Scarpler, replaced by Fraser Smergle, the instability spreads to the Moist Hawkers, Antonio Wallace.
0: See, I thought when they said a debt was going to be collected, they meant like five
1: bucks. No, this is not a this is not a Tillman-style debt.
0: Ah, uh, what I wish maybe we could all be a little bit more like Tillman. As we go into the new year, maybe we could all be a little bit more like Tillman Henderson in that we could owe people $5 instead of bounties on other people's heads.
1: Yes, we learn that the true effect of unstable is that unstable players have a much higher chance of being incinerated during a solar eclipse. And- Again, the fact that we also see that this spreads to other players. The Tigers just lost two huge names. And notably, notably, McLaughlin Scorpler very much regretting taking off that jacket for the headphones now.
0: Ah, you always keep the jacket. It is way easier to replace headphones than it is to replace a bitchin' jacket.
1: Yeah. Now, unfortunately, for both the Tigers and the moist talkers, Day 33 is also a solar eclipse. Aww. And we, we see it happen again as a debt is collected from Antonio Wallace, who was just spread to, and it spreads to Mooney Doctor. And even worse, we see before this, at the top of the first inning, Kiki Familia, who just showed up, Is incinerated.
0: Well, I guess we're not having a Kiki then.
1: No, Kiki Familia No Kiki Familia being incinerated at the top of the first inning of of the of her second game sets the sets the record at this point for shortest Career at just over five innings.
0: You know, Evan. Um, hearing the name Kiki Familia has jogged a new possibility in my mind. I finally put the puzzle pieces together. Is it possible that everybody playing baseball is a drag queen? <laughs> are all of the baseball players drag queens?
1: In my mind, all fan canon is like valid. So, if 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 in your mind, all of these folks are just some are showing up. In ten high stiletto heels, full drag, just doing doing dead drops to to get on base. Listen, that's something I'd watch.
0: Everyone except Tillman Henderson, though. Oh, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tillman Henderson is just a guy.
1: But uh, yeah, Kiki Familiar sets the sets the record for shortest baseball career at this point. Also notable. Also notable. Just to rub it in. Kiki Familia was not unstable. Kiki Familia was not incinerated by the by the curse by by the curse of Jalen Hot Dog Fingers. Kiki Familia just had just had terrible luck. Been there, Kiki. Oh, but yes, everyone, and now everyone. This is so again. This is. this were five incinerations. Over two games, over the course of two hours, everyone, everyone looks at Jalen Hot Dog Fingers with fear in their eyes at this point, just wondering when the next, when the next batch will strike. And then on day 37, Inky Rutledge pitches a second no-hitter. Just to- Yeah, why not? Just to prove that they can do it.
0: Well, look, we already broke the seal on no-hitters. Like, it's, you might as well throw them out now.
1: Yeah, Anki Rutledge uh, giving us a breath of fresh air in this season of Blaseball. Uh <laughs> Speaking of breaths of fresh air, uh, we see another returning weather finally have a mechanical effect, as on day 63, Jessica Telephone is freed from her peanut during birds' weather as the birds peck her free. From her shelled status. Hell yeah! Everything, everything looks up for Jessica Telephone, and and notably, uh, and and notably, almost immediately after this occurs, the shelled one shows up for like just a moment, just, with just the words, "Wait!" Birds wait for no one. No, nope. The birds they freed Jessica Telephone. The shelled one uh, ain't happy about it. That takes us. Uh, to the, to the end of our season, I, 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 had left this off at the beginning because I, because I sort of wanted to lead in going into Ruby Tuesday, but we have 13 incinerations over the course of this season. Wesley Dudley of the New York Millennials, no- notably Wesley Dudley, the only incineration this season besides Kiki Familio that is not caused by instability and I, I should have also led with we're gonna we're gonna hear some familiar names now oh. because there's there's not a lot of incinerations this season 13, 13 by record is not a lot in terms of how many incinerations there have been in like the second or the third season it's more than we've seen in a while but we see Wesley Dudley of the New York Millennials Moody Cookbook Elijah Bates McLaughlin Scorpler um notably McLaughlin Scorpler will is replaced I don't know if you heard this. Earlier, but replaced by a name that you'll love, Frasier Schmurgel.
0: Oh, oh, oh! That hits just right. That's a fucking. That's a fraggle. <laughs> that is a Jim Henson's Creature Workshop ass name.
1: Uh, Kiki familiar replaced by Quack Enjoyable. Antonio Wallace replaced and just a just a lot of great names. This, I believe, was the season that we started to see the Blasphalt Patreons added a level where you could add names. To the, like, list of names that get pulled from to generate new players. Uh, so Kiki Familiar replaced by Crack Enjoyable. Antonio Wallace replaced by Beans McBlace. Uh, Dominic Marijuana of the New York Millennials. Murray Pony replaced by Cannonball Sports. Sebastian Telephone. Yasmin Mason of the Hades Tigers. Fraser Smurgle of the Hades Tigers. Tigers, baby. Replaced by Usurper Violet. Workman Gloom of the Kanda Moist Talkers replaced by Commissioner Vapor. Uh there are there are notably uh two two things to note about this one. Workman Gloom somehow in in game logs managed to be incinerated and then hit a home run. From the grave? Uh listen, Workman Gloom was just that Workman Gloom put in work. And that includes batting after incineration.
0: I'm going to assume that he was actively on fire and, like, jogged over to the home plate and grabbed a bat and was like, come on, one more!
1: (laughs) Pointed to the outfield, finger fell off from incineration, peered into the sky, and and just a smile, a smile on the face as that ball... Left the stadium. I'll bet. Uh, but, I'll
0: bet they're not haunting anyone. That sounds like no unfinished
1: business left on Earth to me. Well, no one has the haunted status yet. Eli, come on. We oh, don't see it's... that until season eleven.
0: Oh, what a fool I am.
1: Uh, but also my bad. <laughs> but also, uh, we see Commissioner Parker McMillan the third, uh, get upset that there is a that there is a player with the name of Commissioner, uh, and is 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 getting mad on Twitter about. This this clearly being a fake
0: Oh good, I was wondering when Blaseball would also join the legions Of people who are mad on Twitter About something Well, you know,
1: <laughs> Blaseball got verified And now there's this usurper This imposter of Commissioner Vapor uh, And our our final incineration of the regular season Boyfriend Monreal Of the Kansas City Breathments Replaced by Pudge Nakamoto So, a moment of silence for our fallen players this season, particularly for the Hades Tigers and their four incinerations.
0: My beloved Tigers.
1: Okay, moment over. So, that brings us to Day 99. Now, over the course of the season, idols are still around. There is still the idol board, as we talked about last season. Notable change from last season, though, is that that dotted red line is no longer under the top three, but under the top ten. Mm. Meaning that getting all the peanuts up there is much more achievable because we're not trying to overcome just the completely just idled players. I the idled I D O L E or I D O L E D players who players of Blazeball.com have I D L E D idled on but uh the other thing that is that is happening with as as we mentioned last week there is there is some arguments happening over whether or not we should be doing this whether even if it's if it's what the peanuts want if what the sh- shelled one wants whether we should be trying to appease it or not or just trying to spit in its face roast that bitch And there, there, there is also, since we have ten, ten slots open, there is also a call to see what happens if we shell an entire team's batting roster. For science. Now, eventually, there is a, there is somewhat surprisingly, there is a compromise reached by the baseball community as what is strived to be achieved is the three, the three peanuts, peanut bong, peanut holloway, and peanut eel duffy. Somewhere in the top ten. And the tacos, the unlimited tacos, having, you know, been much maligned, or not maligned, but, you know, the tacos have been suffering in terms of performance. Yeah, it like, doesn't
0: count as being maligned if you actually suck real bad.
1: Yeah, like, no one's, trying, no one's trying to be mean to the tacos. The tacos have just not been performing well. So the tacos, in what, what is eventually dubbed the sacrifice, offer their entire pitching lineup To be shelled. Why not? So, on day 99, or rather at the end of day 99 of the regular season, the shelled one, that fucking peanut, shows up again. Wow. 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 Seriously. Wild. Mild. Wild. Mild. Wild. Wow. Yes. That is more like it. Have you ever seen such talent? Top three would be better. What is this, though? A show of unity? You withhold your labor? You think that gives you power? Pity.
0: Union! Unionize! form form a fucking
1: union. Now, before before we see what the result here is, we see a new character show up. As the peanut disappears and showing up is an icon of a squid. Oh, oh a good friend. It's our good friend possibly. It's it's the it's who will eventually know as the mander, a a good good squid boy maybe. Notably, uh, we, we we immediately see the difference between the Mander and the Shelled one. Uh, the Shelled one speaks in all caps and most often uses red text. Uh, the Mander, this this squid, speaks in all lowercase and uses a glowy blue text. And the Mander speaks to us and says, "Who is that? Is it an egg? Never ate an egg before." Where is hot dog fingers? Followed Hot Dog Fingers here. From the hall. From the t- trench? I'm gonna watch. See if that egg comes back.
0: I support our perfect son. Also, <laughs> not not really digging this talk of um a trench that it came out of. Not not mm-hmm. really digging what the, the imagery of the trench means for mm-hmm. where you go after getting incinerated in Blaze Ball. <laughs> what that actually means, um, I'm not alluding to the idea of hell. Actually, what happens if you get incinerated in Blazeball is um you get zapped onto the set of Jason Statham vehicle, the Meg.
1: Well, I, was about-, famously, I was about to. Say-
0: Carcaridon Megalodon survived into modern day by migrating down into the Marianas Trench where the hydrothermal vents mimicked the warmth of the seawater. Up in the uh, up in the the upper levels of the ocean, so that's how they were able to survive.
1: Yeah, and also Ruby Rose is there.
0: Yeah, and then um, if you manage to make it out of the Jason Statham vehicle, the Meg, as um, Jessica Telephone did, was it Jessica <laughs> Telephone?
1: Uh, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers. Jalen Hot
0: Dog Fingers. Fuck! If you if you manage to make it out of the Jason Statham vehicle, the Meg, as Jalen Hot Dog Fingers did. Um, a Chinese cover of Hey Mickey plays in the background, hmm. which is a bit which is a bit odd, but it was very peppy.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you I mean, you are you you're you're again on on the right track here. Just uh, I mean, this isn't something that is necessarily verified anywhere. The prevailing thought here is that the squid, being a a sea creature, um, did uh, the trench that is being referred to is the Marianas Trench. Oh again, that's not really verified anywhere but notable at this point and and I swear I swear we'll get back to what's happening with the idol board is that over the course at, 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 during this season we see that the blazeball patreon uh, has hit its its next goal uh, which is that construction will begin on the hall of flame uh we'll we'll get more into that later just as we see we you know we have our hall monitor yay. Eh. <laughs> Anyways, so getting back to the Idol Board, we see the results of our season, of our efforts. The sacrifice has succeeded. All five of the Tacos pitchers, Francisca Sasquatch, Sexton Weirer, Patel Beyonce, Alejandro Leaf, and Wyatt Pothos, have been shelled. Notably, there is an announcement on Twitter from the commissioner regarding the situation. In Los Angeles, play must continue. We have no idea what that means because the Tacos, of course, have not made it to the playoffs. <laughs> Additionally, uh, we see also in those top 10s, Axel Trollolo and Polkadot Patterson, um, those being the top pitchers in the league, were were, were, were idled on and idled on. Uh, those were our, our idolizations to overcome this season. They, they were still in the top 10, and they were also shelled. And the three peanut players have not been shelled but do have the new status honey roasted. We don't know what that does
0: It amplifies deliciousness
1: <laughs> Oh, also all fans of are given 10,000 peanuts.
0: Well sure, why not? Yeah money's fake peanuts are real
1: Yeah so everyone everyone gets a nice surprise of 10,000 peanuts which brings us uh, so that's that's the end of our of our regular season in our rankings. Coming in first again this season are my beloved Baltimore Crabs. Uh, they are not able to, uh, get, get the, the same massive win rate that they did last season. They come in first with 67 wins and 32 losses. Coming in, coming in second, uh, are the Kansas City Breathments with 60 wins and 39 losses. And bottom of our league, uh, we have the Boston Flowers. With 28 wins and 71 losses, and the Hawaii Fridays with 39 wins and 60 losses, uh, the Tacos are third to last. <laughs> not, not to pick on the Tacos, but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with the Tacos. Well, life does
0: enough picking up, picking on the Tacos.
1: Yes, you know the problem is, is that I asked for no tomato, but they put in tomato, and so I had to pick it. Yeah. So going into our playoffs. From the Mild League, we have the Kansas City Brethmans, the Mexico City Mild Wings, (laughs) the Mexico City Wings remained mild through the course of this season. The Charleston Shoe Thieves and the Seattle Garages mean that Jalen's Jalen's still a danger during the playoffs. From our Wild League, we have the Baltimore Crabs, the New York Millennials, the Breckenridge Jazz Hands, and the San Francisco Lubbers. Notably, this means this is our first time in a while that we've, we've had a playoff seas- season with no threat of Ascension. None of these, none of these teams have two championship wins. There's, there, we're not going to see Ascension this season. We know this from the start. Low stakes to go in on at the, with the finals. In round one, the Kansas City Bruthmans are in fact defeated by the Mexico City Mildwings. Surprising, just because uh, the 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 Brethmans were, you know, second place in the league. Uh, the Seattle Garages beat the Charleston Shoe Thieves without any fatalities for the Charleston Shoe Thieves. Uh, the Baltimore Crabs sweep the New York Millennials, and the San Francisco Lovers defeat the Breckenridge Jazz Hands. Meaning that in round two, we have the Seattle Garages versus the Mexico City Mild Wings, and the Baltimore Crabs versus the San Francisco Lovers. Here's where we're going to take a take a quick veer. Into the baseball discourse corner again, because there's a lot of discourse this season about the crabs being broken and the crabs being OP and this being a foregone conclusion. Crabs are OP. They're nature's perfect animal. <laughs> Nature keeps making them. They must yeah. be OP. <laughs>
0: if we keep turning into crabs, then it stands to reason that crabs are the perfect animal.
1: Mm hmm. Um, the crabs are beaten 3 to 2 by the lovers. The lovers are going to be the finals.
0: Love conquers all even crabs.
1: Yeah, which may actually be a blessing for the crabs. I say winking to the camera in something that will reference and li- something that I'll reference later. And then we get to our game between the Mexico City Mildwings and the Seattle Garages. Again, overall the Mexico City Mildwings are going to win this series 3 to 1, overcoming the Garages. However, the Mexico City Mildwings, aside from the technicality of the alternates from from the alternate dimension, the Mexico City Mildwings have never had a roster change. Besides the fact that two of their players were replaced by alternates of the same players, they have the same players as day one. In game three, Miguel Wheeler is incinerated. (gasps) <gasps> the Mexico City Mildwings suffer their first ever loss of a player in this season seven. <sighs> Good night, sweet prince. You would actually very much love the most common fan canon interpretation of Miguel Re- Wheeler, which is that it's a tire filled with a bunch of rats.
0: Well, I hope that Miguel Wheeler is having a lot of fun on the set of Jason Statham vehicle, The Meg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: perhaps incentivized by this, the Mexico City Mildwings, they defeat the Seattle Garages 3-1, meaning going into our internet series, we have the Mexico City Mildwings versus the San Francisco Lovers. And carrying on the torch for Miguel Wheeler in stunning upsets, in getting to this point, and in a stunning upset here, the Mexico City Mildwings win the internet Series championship. Oh,
0: it's This is really just the plot of your, your average sports movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: Did they have a scene in the locker room where they're all standing around going, we got to do this for him.
1: For Miguel.
0: We got to do this for Miguel. They're shooting the Meg right now. They can't be here.
1: <laughs> the meg uh, Oh Oh. <laughs> uh, the Mexico City Wild Wings win three games to one over the San Francisco Lover's <laughs> And earn themselves back the title of Mexico City Wild Wings. Their name is reverted back to the Wild Wings. They are are your Season 7 baseball Champions. And that's our postseason. That's our playoffs. Which brings us to the most capitalist time of the season. It's time for the election. Woo! Now, we see a familiar face. But unlike the past couple elections, it is not the shelled one that greets us before our election results. It's that squid boy, the monitor, my our perfect boy, our precious son. Uh the monitor shows up and says, "That I come back yet? Wonder what it tastes like."
0: I've been there, man.
1: Hey, what is it you got there? Tiny eggs. Give them to me. I want them. I will make you a deal. Do you want to see your friends?
0: Egg for friends?
1: Egg for friends, maybe. Sounds like a reasonable trade to me. Mm. And go, so we go to our elections, uh, to our election results. Uh, The decrees on the ballot for this season, only one of these will be winning. Fifth base, the top four teams of the regular season must run an extra base next season. Notably for this season, again, sort of in a question of like, you know, aiming for balance, all of these decrees are targeting the top four teams. Um, so, fifth base, walk in the park, uh, the top four teams of the regular season will walk batters on three balls instead of four, and bless off, the top four teams of the regular season cannot win blessings in this election. Notably, this is again where we just pivot quickly into the baseball Discourse Corner, Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of people angry that the crabs won so many blessings in the past two seasons. There, there is, um, <laughs> there, there is a lot, uh, there's a lot of animosity towards, towards, towards the crabs for this. There's, there's also like, again, like, I'm not going to get too much into discourse, but people, people were upset and unsurprisingly bless off Though perhaps not necessarily as mechanically strong as the other two penalty blessings. Uh, Bless-off passes with 57% of all decree votes. Bless-off passes. Silence falls. So yeah, the crabs, Brethmans, and Chuthies, Chuthies, and Jazz Hands are not allowed to win blessings this season. Blocked, blocked, blocked. None of them are free of sin. Yep. Now, uh, notably, this this is going to be interesting just because some insight from most of these teams. What this meant is that, for the most part, these teams just didn't spend their votes this season. They just accumulated votes and didn't spend them.
0: Piles of votes. Wills. Hoarding votes so that the value of them will go down in the future. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, this is, this is our, this is vote inflation happening right here. Um, so that's the decree that passes, which brings us to our blessings. So, of course, in order, we, 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 of course go in order of, uh, how they were granted. So the first blessing is won by the San Francisco lovers, uh, which is the headliners blessing. Uh, we saw this happen similarly last season. Um, their, their batting lineup is, is rearranged in order of their idolatry. Uh, So the most idolized are up up top, and the least idolized are later down. The Seattle Garages win blind date, and tragic, tragic for me, the Seattle Garages steal Oliver Not a Robot, my boy, from the Baltimore Crabs. And send back Luis Acevedo.
0: Well, welcome to greatness, Luis.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The New York Millennials win the hot sauce packet, which turns Sandy Turner spicy. Spicy Sandy. <laughs> Notably, the millennials, the millennials win this with 2% of the vote, as we get another whimsy steal, as the Mexico City Wild Wings were the highest bidders with 57% of the vote, because they wanted to have a spicy player. But nope, the Millennials got it.
0: The Millennials are killing the spicy player industry.
1: <laughs> the Hellmouth Sunbeams win two blessings, Downsizing, which sends their worst hitter, the newly ota- uh, obtained Joe Voorhees, into the shadows and does not replace them with another player. The Hellmouth Sunbeams only have eight batters now. They also win the Stick'em Blessing. Is that is that
0: one of those like little sticky hands? Uh, yeah, yeah you pretty, can
1: get stuck on the walls Pretty much uh, It randomizes the defense for their three worst defenders They get okay rolls on this They uh, go uh, a three star to four star uh, A three star to a three and a half star And a bad roll from a three star to a one and a half star So overall they have the same number of stars as they did Defense is, is not as well understood as a lot of systems in this game so it's uncertain whether it's more impactful to have more players with higher defense or if defense matters aggregated for a team if that makes sense yeah we're we're uncertain if like the impact of one single player matters more than than just the 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 overall team defense. Yeah. So this could be really good in that they have two better players and one, and one worse player, or it could be absolutely moot. But anyways, moving on from there, the, uh, Hades Tigers win paracausal event. Randomizing the stats of their three worst hitters We see Richmond Harrison, everyone's best friend Go from uh, half a star to one star And then Richmond Harrison, everyone's best friend Go from one star to three stars And then Spears Taylor goes from one and a half stars to one star But hey, Richmond Harrison, though The Hades Tigers also win pretty please, Which improves their hitting by 4% Nice So hey Good, good, good that the Tigers got something other than tragedy out of this season. And, uh, (laughs) the firefighters, the firefighters win two blessings this season. Now, this is where we're again going to pivot into Discourse Corner a tiny bit. Because the first blessing that the firefighters win is Champs in the Making, which is steal three random players from the Internet Series Champion. Everyone thought that this was a foregone conclusion that the Baltimore crowds were going to win. Bless off was going to go off. And then the crabs were gonna get three players stolen from them. But instead, upsetting this with their huge upset and their huge underdog victory, the Mexico City Mildwings. <laughs> no! Not only suffer their first incineration this season. No! But, but then are hit by champs in the making. Which. <laughs> the. <laughs> The firefighters uh, steal Axel Cardenas uh, and send back Joshua Watson. They steal Jose Haley and send back Axel Cardenas. <laughs> and then uh, they steal Kendi Rogers and send back Mullen Peterson. Notably, two things, two things. Notably, these are not necessarily great upgrades for the firefighters. <laughs> Because the Mexico City Wild Wings, while they, while they won, they, like, they didn't have a really stacked roster. They, they just ended up being pretty consistent. But, um, yeah, the Mexico City Wild M- Wings, uh, they, they, or Wild Wings, they suffer. Their biggest season seven, they suffered their biggest line, their their the first ever lineup change, and boy, is it some doozies!
0: It it the magic wasn't the players, the magic was in the team.
1: <laughs> also, the firefighters the firefighters won this with six percent of the vote. The Mexico City Wild Wings, because they were trying to aim for uh not having their roster changed again, were the highest bidders with forty nine percent of the vote here. <laughs> Oh, poor, poor Wild Wings. Anyways, uh, the, the Chicago firefighters, the second blessing they win is Hand Me Downs, and Declan Suzanne, again, often characterized as a dirtbag and sometimes boyfriend of Dillman Anderson, steals the fireproof jacket from Oliver Muller.
0: Look, if you see a bitch bitchin' jacket, you gotta get that.
1: Um, so, hey, the firefighters finally got that fireproof jacket, uh, but it was, but it, but Declan Suzanne got it.
0: Uh, you win some, you lose some. Uh, Truly, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away by giving that bitchin' jacket to a real dirtbag. bag. <laughs> oh.
1: The Miami Dolly win two blessings, uh, with two percent of the vote, uh, they win the Ify Junior, uh, which is Ra- Rael Leal, Gains the sawed-off bat, the Ify Jr., which minimizes their stats, but makes the entire team immune to incineration. It's it's a protection racket. Or a protection bat. This is baseball, not Planis. The Miami Dolly also win Closed Circuit. Closed Circuit, our first blood blessing, blood transfusion, all the Miami Dolly's player now have the electric blood type. Ooh, that's zesty. Which, uh, gives the Miami Dale the overall team modification of Electric, which we'll see next season. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Uh, the, the Canda Moist Talkers win the Scorpler's Jacket blessing.
0: <laughs> Scorpler's Jacket sounds like some kind of disease that you used to get in the Old
1: West. And Jesus Koch <laughs> gains McLaughlin Scorpler's Memorial Fireproof Jacket. Notably, the Moist Tigers win this with 3% of the vote. The Hades Tigers, highest bidders with 45% of the vote. Oh, The Hawaii Fridays win six blessings this season. They 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 get some luck this season, kind of. Uh, So, the Hawaii Fridays win popular by association, stealing Alden cash money from the Breckenridge Jazz Hands and sending back El- uh, Elijah Valenzuela. Uh, they also win Lottery Pick, which steals hitter Evelton McBlaze II, sending back Corrado Bean. Uh, this, I believe, also means that the Hawaii Fridays have Evelton McBlaze and have Evelton McBlaze II on their team now. They win the Shame Bubble, which means that every division other than Mild Low will suffer from targeted shame next season. They win Humble Brag. Their player, Jacob Winner, can't be idolized anymore. Woo! Kill your idols. Uh, they also win the opposite blessing center of attention. York Silk is now a super idol. Yes. What a super idol means is that if you idolize York Silk, you will get double payouts. And York Silk. Hey, is a... idol
0: culture is finally good for something. Yeah,
1: and uh, remember, uh, York Silk has has a, a it, uh, has a gunblade bat. So York Silk is a is a strong. A... Fuck, that's cool. Yeah. The, the vibe check. Uh, the, and finally, the Hawaii Fridays also win exploratory, exploratory surgeries. Our good friend exploratory surgeries. Randomizing Love the pitcher, the, the, the stat of their worst pitcher, James Mora, from one and a half stars to one and a half stars. James Mora, from one and a half stars to one stars. And then, they do not have Fridays like James Mora from one and a half stars to two stars. Nah. So yeah, the the White Fridays win six blessings, and um, do not get a whole lot out of it. And finally, the Boston Flowers win two blessings. They win new recruit, uh, which is that they add a new player to their lineup, Glabe Moon. The Boston Flowers now have ten hitters. And Jelly Legs, uh, randomizing the base running for their worst base runners. Uh, Zabora Wilson goes from one and a half stars to three and a half stars. Uh, Chambers Simmons go goes from one and a half stars to three and a half stars. And Owen Pickleson just stays the same for at one and a half stars. So pretty good roles for base running for the Boston Flowers. And that is the end of our season. We see a couple things right at the end of this season, but we'll, we'll talk about that more next season. I do want to just bring one, one final note to this season before I, I turn this over for, for your questions and comments, which is that at the end of this season, we see that after the demand from, from the fans, Inky Rutledge has been allowed to pitch the Blaggenball and has been given the two-star Blagon Ball as an item. So good for Inky. They pitched a no-hitter. And that's our season, Lee.
0: Any, any questions, any comments? I mean, yeah, I do actually have a question about the uh the blaggin ball, mm-hmm. now that we've established that we can pitch it. What happens if it gets hit into the stands and someone catches it? Are they allowed to keep it like with normal baseball games?
1: Uh I given that whenever we see Itchy uh, wow, itchy given that whenever <laughs> we see Inky approach the plate, um they are wielding the two star and ball. Uh I I I assume that there is a uh <laughs> discreet appointment after uh any any games where a fan might catch the two-star Black and Ball, where it is exchanged and returned to the Yellowstone Magic.
0: Some some balls just cannot be retained by mortal hands. They have to go back to the people that were meant to wield them. Yeah,
1: I mean Inky earned that. Inky pitched two no-hitters. Come on. That's true. Inky got a song written about them. For this.
0: That's also true. I think as soon as you get a, a heroic ballad penned for you, you're allowed to keep your your special MacGuffin ball.
1: Um. And yeah. So that's our season, a season full of ups and downs, of tragedies and triumphs. Jalen Hot Dog Fingers has returned. Is it a triumphant return? I don't. I don't know. At, at this point, it's it's hard to it's hard to assume. It's 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 hard to get a read on it, right? So, Lee, what I have to ask you is: is what are you hoping for next season? Oh,
0: I would like to know if the players actually get to go hang out with Jason Statham after after they get incinerated. I also, you know, at the this is the last episode we're recording for 2020, and I think it makes sense that we are closing out. <laughs> that we end on a this, fiery inferno. <laughs> yeah, that we end on 13 incinerations, and uh, that a. a a season with so many ups and downs uh, would be the the season that we close out 2020 on. A year with some uh, pretty sizable downs and maybe some noteworthy ups for people. I know that I
1: had a couple. You know, I guess that's I guess that's actually a good question, mate. Which is that you know this is the this is also the end of the year. This is the end of the year where Blazeball showed up. So you know, beyond just what are you hoping for in the next season of Blazeball, what are you hoping 2021 brings for Blazeball?
0: Well, I hope that the merch shop opens again because I really want to get a Hades Tigers jacket. Mm. I I want them to unionize. I want the Blazeball players to collectively unionize against the peanut.
1: Well, the peanut's um, dead. Remember, we killed the peanut.
0: Wait, what the fuck came back then? There's something evil hanging around. Oh, Oh, yeah, it's the fucking, it's uh, the girl boss. Yeah,
1: yeah, the boss.
0: Listen, listen, that makes it all the more urgent to unionize. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's, I think this is true of real life, regardless of whether it's a peanut or a girl boss or... Someone who keeps taking the bitchin jacket that you bought off Poshmark that's fireproof. It's important to unionize. It's important to have collective bargaining power, regardless of what is further up from the further up on the ladder from you. It's important to unionize. Collective bargaining. That's what I want in 2021.
1: Of oh, good go. And maybe
0: additional Tillman Henderson lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that about covers it. Yeah, yeah. Um merch store open so I can get a H- Hades Tigers jacket. Uh, collective bargaining placed in the hands of the players where it belongs, and more Tillman Henderson.
1: Well, uh, I'm sure I, I'm sure you 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 will have no drought of Tillman Henderson, given that <laughs> you're the one who's exploring the Ao3 for baseball. Uh. It's
0: true. I'll have more. Hopefully, I'll have more to report on that next
1: uh, recording session uh but until then uh as always i've been evan saft you can find me on twitter at names equipped uh you can find both of us on our other podcast rollout playing a queer as fuck mass campaign and lee for the t- final time this year you want to take it from here
0: yes as always my name has been eli lee you can find me on twitter at itshamhocks I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and tweeting at us about how much they're enjoying this show. Uh 2020 has been a very hard year, but hearing you guys talk about how much you've been enjoying this very dumb podcast that we threw together on a whim has been genuinely one of the the nicer parts of 2020. So I want to thank all of you for that. Um, I want to thank all of you for hanging on through 2020 and keeping hope alive. And I hope until next time that, 2021 is a kinder year than 2020.
1: Well, now I just seem callous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, my name has been Eli Lee. You can find me on Twitter at It's Huffs, no, no, no. and I am asking you, why are there so many Tillman fucking Henderson roleplay accounts on Twitter? <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>
1: thanks to The Garages for letting us use their song, and I mean All Gods, as our theme. You can find more music that they've written about baseball at thegarages.bandcamp.com.